What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a certain point of view here on Guys Night. Mm. It happens like once every quarter here on the channel where the girls ditch us for more eventful things, or at least one of them. Um, Jill is currently nursing a uh, booster shot. And Molly, if you've been paying attention to her Instagram story, she is off adventuring in Colorado. Um, so she's nowhere near microphone or camera at this moment in time. Uh, so it's guys night. We got some really cool topics to talk about. Talk tonight, everybody. Uh, we have um, the Last of Us trailer, which came out. The official trailer, full blown look at this HBO series, which is coming out in about a month. Um, and then Quentin Tarantino made some very interesting comments regarding Marvel. And of course, uh, Margot Robbie has an opinion and direction on where she wants to take Harley Quinn, which I think Brian and I both have opinions on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, can't probably wait to have the conversation. I was probably for what? different reasons, but yes, I was really hoping the girls would be there for that one specifically, Jill. But uh, you know, she's Jill and Molly, you yeah. could literally go. Those two are literally. Well, I, I said Jill because she's a massive Harley Quinn fan. That's why. That's that's why I said that. So. Next year, let's make them dress up as Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy. Oh, for like be, Halloween? Yeah, they'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That those Molly would be a perfect poison ivy, and Joe would be a is already been Harley Quinn. That would be <laughs> such a good idea. What would who would we be then? Well, you'd be King Shark, or no, 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 no. I love King. I'll Shark. be King Shark. You can be Kite Man. No, Kite Man. Hell yeah, <laughs> I love Kite Man. You can He's be Kite Man. Uh, Kite well, we hope everyone in the chat is doing great. You'd be Polka Dot so Man. Sure, whatever. Uh, thank you, thank you to everyone who uh, is joining us live tonight. Uh, everyone in the chat, I see you, Curtis, Stardew, Chuck, Billy, Ed, Andy, Harrison. Uh, thank you all for being here. We really appreciate it. I know that the girls are really the draw, but we we like you guys hanging out with us, talking some cool movie stuff um, and even TV stuff as well. Uh, but Brian, it's Monday. You know, it's it's the start of the week. Um, we were talking a little bit beforehand. Sounds like you had a little bit of a better day than I did. How's it how's it going, man? fine i mean nothing nothing i i like built you up and then you just like sorry took a i was trying to think i mean n- nothing out of the ordinary it finally stopped raining for like three days straight so, so that's raining. nice and my the whole like bottom of my like out like outside the apartment is like it was literally underwater so like that was fun trying to leave this morning um kids were okay Ugh, i had to sub for the seventh graders who i'm getting in january and i'm like oh boy <laughs> this is gonna be interesting um other than that nothing too outlandish other than trying to figure out christmas presents it's so fun but it's so freaking difficult because you always want to like find the like best like the most like yes this is perfect for them at least that's how i am i take my gift giving very personally mm-hmm. which you you know so i'm very like meticulous in that department i have a list and i'm down to like three or four more people trying to figure it out you're one of them do you buy christmas presents for all your friends um 
Well, okay, so let me see my list. How many count? Well, you don't you don't have to explain. I was just it was just yeah, that's your no, you don't have to reveal anything. I was just curious. Seven, eight, nine, ten people. Jesus. And that doesn't include family members? No, that does. Oh, okay. Okay, that's different. Yeah, no. So um yeah, just trying to I think I only need like three more people. My mom, you. You, I just need to like pinpoint. I've got ideas, but I need to just pinpoint. Uh, that actually might be it. Oh no! And then one other person. Other than that, pretty why cool. did why didn't you name this other person? Is this person special, Brian? Are you hiding something from us? No, because they may or may not be watching, and I didn't ask them if they were. <laughs> if we were doing Christmas presents yet, so I didn't want to imply like. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's Josh. Brian. Brian's got secrets. It's Josh. Brian's got secrets. You know, Josh. Josh doesn't watch this show. He does sometimes. He secretly sometimes mm. does. Interesting. Because if anything, it's like I've gotten a called out, like, uh, like I don't know, like one time we talked about Batman or something, and he was like, "That was a bullshit." And it's like I was just like, "What? What? Why are you watching?" Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, you. All right. Well, let, let's get this thing rolling. No. What about what? you? Well, you didn't ask. I just said, and you, and then you said, all right, let's get this thing rolling. Oh, I didn't hear you ask that. No. You got to remember, Brian, you got to remember, there's a there's a, a very minimal delay when it comes to streaming from opposite directions. So there's things that I'm going to talk over when you're talking. So I didn't hear you. I apologize, but we I didn't talk, hear you ask. You talk that. over me 90% of the time anyway, so... You talk over me 90% of the time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let's rewind this entire channel. Uh, uh, no, my day was all right. It's, you know, it was a Monday. It's, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, work, work and, um, work and just out some stuff outside of work has been a little tough lately. Um, it's, I am very, uh, I'm very drained in a lot of aspects right now it's it's been a long four months um since getting married it's it feels like it really hasn't stopped uh you know we've been gone and we were in another wedding and um you know i had a dental thing that happened that was pretty severe and uh it's it's been a long four months and so we got back from san diego last week after thanksgiving and it was finally like this period of like okay we don't have to do anything or go anywhere. I'm still not there of like recouping myself. Um, you know, I, I try, I, I do a pretty good job of staying in a straight line and trying to stay positive and like having an uplifting attitude, but there are times where I struggle and I'm on an exhausting train right now. So um, it's Mondays are Mondays right now. They're, they are definitely the worst of the bit. Um, but this weekend was really nice. Cause I really got to relax. Like I really didn't do anything. It was very nice. Brian ditched Gabby and I. He was supposed to come over on Saturday. Literally um, gave you a probably the best reason I've ever given you <laughs> why I couldn't come. He just totally flaked on Although us. Although we FaceTimed for like 30 minutes. So well, because Gabby is always about like, well, let me just FaceTime him. Let me just FaceTime him. Yeah. She, that's what that's her thing. Um, I always get scared because she like if I don't pick up after like the second like ring, I get like a why aren't you oh, you don't want to get you don't want to get on her bad side. You you answer when it comes to Gabby. I hundred percent. I will put, I will leave you on red all day, but her I don't. You do leave me on red all day. Yeah, with her I don't. 
screw around because she scares me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So look, it's I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about some topics, but it's the start of the week. It always gets a little bit better um, as the week goes along. So I'm sure tomorrow on Apocalypse, I'll be in a little bit of a lighter mood, which will be nice. Um, but we have some really cool things to talk about tonight and things that we won't talk on a talk about on Apocalypse. And uh, we're going to start with The Last of Us. And, you know, I, and real quick, Brian, did you ever play the game? Uh, I played the first one, didn't play the second one. Okay, so I've never touched the game. I don't have a PlayStation currently. Gio actually has my PlayStation. He's had it for probably like close to two years now. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I really, really want to play the game. But if I don't get a PlayStation before the show comes out, I'm in chat. Please let me know if I should do this or not. I'm thinking about watching the story on YouTube. Because they obviously, like, people cut together the story bits of everything rather than just the gameplay. Like, they did the same thing with, like, Jedi Fallen Order and all these games where you can just watch the story play out mm -hmm. rather than just the gameplay. But I'm wondering if I should go in with a totally blank mind on watching this show. Well, that's and what I did with the second game. I watched Alex play it. So, I played the first one. I don't know why I didn't want to get the second one. Actually, did I play the first one or did I just watch two people play it? I think I actually just watched people play it now that I think about it. I I might have just literally watched Alex play both of them. I know I watched Alex <clears throat> play the second one because it was like, I think it was during quarantine. Yeah, uh, he replayed it at one point. Yeah, so. Because I stayed I, away from it specifically because I wanted to play it, but now I'm starting to realize I'm never going to play it. I <laughs> The amount of games that you have said, like, I can't wait for that because I'm going to play the hell out of it. And then Dude, you, life gets you. Like, you I have legit. It and it sits there or you just never mention well, let's, it. Well, I mean, speaking of video games, like, I mean, do you remember when I told you and Shaw that my controller was broken? Controller hasn't worked since. How long ago was that? I literally told you, though, I have Xbox controllers. You're like, no, I'm not going to use it anyways. No, I'll 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 take an Xbox controller because I will play games. Mine are literally I are just collecting dust. It's, my I'm, my Xbox is sitting here hasn't been touched since I played Squadrons with Sean. That's that's total. Oh my god, that was like yeah, dude. Thing. Like life gets you. It gets you. I yeah no, you can totally borrow it. I have. Well, all right. Next time we're together, Brian, which is next week during Avatar or the week after. Yeah, next Thursday. Uh, is it is it it's a week from thursday right yeah yeah so i'll grab it from you then well yeah i know the only times jake ever really like is commits to saying i'm gonna play this video game when it comes out i'm gonna play the hell out of it is pretty much when it's a golf game that's yeah. pretty much the yeah which i i have yet to buy tiger woods because i don't have a controller to play well so yeah, once yeah. i get that i'll buy it Although Microsoft just announced they're upping their prices, which is sucky. Yeah, but that's just for the live. You don't need live, do you? Are you gonna? Uh, well, are you gonna well, play? I against... like playing. I like killing some mfers on Call of Duty <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Last of Us. Look, look, look. Last of Us. So, look. The point is, uh, and thank you to everyone who told me just watch the show at this point, which is, I think that's what I'm probably gonna do. Um, I would because I think they might change some stuff. Yeah. So I. And I wanted to bring this comment up as we kind of bring in this conversation. Blake makes a really good point, which is this is always the case with any adaptation. Uh, Last of Us looks great, but I hope fans of the game realize not everything will be the exact same. Yes, yeah. 
That is with every adaptation ever created. You need to realize that it's not their choice of whether or not they're adapting it. It's whether or not it fits for the screen. You have to realize that as video games are told, some story elements can't be told in movies or television. It just doesn't work that way. So yeah. they have to adapt things. Um, I don't know about you, Brian, but I have all the faith in the world to something like HBO because of their history. Mm -hmm. Huh? HBO is the perfect channel for this. Well, yeah, it's it's their history is proven. No matter how much they fumbled the bag with the ending of Game of Thrones, the first five seasons were perfect television. The House of the Dragon just became the best show on TV aside uh, alongside Andor over the last year. Um, and with this show specifically, the creator is from Chernobyl, which is one of the greatest limited series television shows of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, Those four or five episodes were absolutely perfect television. Uh, yeah, perfect Chernobyl, television. And Chernobyl, the fact that yeah. that person is taking a real-life apocalyptic event, turning the corner and telling something like The Last of Us, which is a apocalyptic mm -hmm. event, that gives me very, very high hopes. Very high hopes. Either something just flew into my window or someone threw something at my window. <laughs> and I'm kind of hoping something flew into it. <laughs> and literally, I'm not joking. Um, HBO is the perfect place for this. This will probably go down, I have a feeling, as the best video game to movie it'll help. be the best video game adaptation ever yeah um no question i will say though sonic is pretty pretty good i will give sonic its credit they did it they do that is a really good adaptation for what it came off of um trying to think if there's anything that even came close but no, HBO is the perfect home for this. Um, I, I mean, I think this show, I, you know what? I had my issues with Detective Pikachu. I'm not going to lie. Um, Alan but, Smithy makes a really good point. We, we have yet to see Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario looks great too. Um I think Ooh, the right Tomb Raider. Uh, I think the right studios are getting the right properties. I think that's also a huge thing. Finally, um, like after 15, 20 years of trying to make video games crap, it seems yeah. like they're figuring it out. Like, I'll say for like Illumination is a pretty solid animation company for something like Super Mario. Like, it's, it's, a genius move. Um, HBO, we know that they can tell the hell out of a story. And The Last of Us is some of the best story writing video games ever. I would well, give anything for, for Netflix to get rid of Bioshock and give it to HBO. I, would I don't think Netflix is going to do bad. For I don't think Netflix is going to do bad, but you well, know you're going to get something good out of HBO. Like HBO, there's no like, I mean, it has to be pretty bad 
for it to to get crap from HBO. Like HBO pretty much consistently puts out banger TV shows. They do. And I think the big key here is that after 20 years of attempting to make video game adaptations, they're realizing that most, and I'm talking like nine, probably like 98, 99% of video game stories don't fit film. They fit television. hundred percent. That's the big thing that they took. I don't know why it took two decades to figure out, but when you think of it, right, you don't play a video game in one sitting. I mean, some people play the video game in one sitting, but you don't usually play a video game in one sitting. You play it in multiple, right? It's set up in kind of stories or chapters. That's a television show. Yeah. Um, in The Last of Us, you can give us two, three, four, five seasons compared to a trilogy that is a hell of a lot better on television screen week to week of eight episodes, 10 episodes, however where you can flesh the story out because that's eight plus hours of content that you can do yeah. on just one season. Like if you were to do two seasons, there's 16 hours of content. If you do eight episodes, that's, that's way longer than three movies. Yeah. So it just makes more sense to do television shows for video game adaptations. Um, just real quick. I wanted to bring up this uh, from Reefism. Metal Gear Solid has been announced, but nothing has been really moved forward with it. Oscar Isaac is attached but it's like in a stalemate period. Yeah, it's a movie at the moment. Could that's be been changed there for a while. Yeah, but it's just been, it's kind of in a limbo period right now. Um, but yeah, no, look, I, I remember when this game first came out, uh, The Last of Us and Shaw, one of our, our friends, uh, he worked at GameStop at the time. He's always been a big gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember specifically him and multiple people saying it's the greatest uh, video game story to ever. The story. It's I, the story is phenomenal. Like in it's it's literally like I I would not fault someone for literally just going on YouTube and watching the story. That's what I'm thinking about doing. I know. Like I that's why I asked that question because I remember specifically with the first the the uh the kind of conversation around it after it came out said, this is the greatest video game story to ever be told. Not, not as much the gameplay or like maybe even included in the gameplay, but the actual story element of it from the characters to the, just how it all works. They said it was the best to ever be told. And that always intrigued me and to, to just go on YouTube and watch it and see what it's all about. And it just makes sense that it's now turned into a TV show because I mean, I mentioned it, but you can you can just flesh out this story so much more and adapt it just better. Like you can tell things in a TV show that you wouldn't be able to tell in a movie because movies, you have to cut corners mm-hmm. for run times. Television shows, you can take as long as you want with certain stuff. And it just it just it just fits. It this, just fits. This show would or this uh, video game franchise would not work as a movie. It There's there's way too much to these stories that you i mean you would have to get like i don't even know if a trilogy would be enough to like flush out the first game like it's these stories are so in depth in the detail and the character building and it 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 goes across like states in the country like it just it's a huge story so like it be it's it's made to be told on tv 
it's a hundred percent and it being for HPO is just absolutely brilliant because they can get away with whatever they want. Like HBO mm-hmm. can do whatever they want. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, I mean, nudity, swearing, violence, like HBO doesn't care. And Am- I'll give Amazon Prime too. Amazon Prime kind of is in that same. Uh, oh, there! I love what Prime does with television. Yeah, Amazon Prime has definitely stuff. has definitely matched theirs. Um, I, there's just no other platform that I could see this go on. Like, it, never, never in a million years would this land on Disney. Never in a million years would this land. Well, I shouldn't say never in a million years would it land. It would be a crime for something like Paramount Plus to have it. Look, they dropped the ball. Look, they dropped the ball on Halo. Um, it's just HBO is just literally chef's kiss of a landing spot. And I think this show is going to do damage in the ratings. Like it is going to. Uh, I cannot wait to see because this is it's going to be Game of Thrones level crazy. Like when Game of Thrones started, where pe- I, I I think this show could be the next like the type of show where like everyone goes and like does a watch party like that type of stuff. It's one of those type of shows. So, well, I mean, speaking I, of watch parties. It's not necessarily a watch party, but I think that we've all uh, we've talked about here on POV. I think we're going to do a weekly recap show on on The Last of Us. We might if people are interested. Um, yeah, if people if people are interested in us doing that, we uh, have have talked about and thrown around the idea of doing a weekly recap show. Um, I would imagine the show airs on Sunday nights, so it might be something to where Probably. we do Mondays and switch this show or do it late Sunday night. Not 100% sure on what it, HBO is usually a Sunday night channel. Um, but yeah, we, we are throwing around the idea of doing a weekly recap show. And so if you guys are interested, we'd absolutely love to do that. Um, plus, I mean, we, we really did about halfway through. We were bummed that we didn't do one for House of the Dragon. And now we're like, ah, we can't miss the ball on this one. Yeah, we can't miss the ball the- on this one. So, Well, I think, I think with House of the Dragon, we... C- I think everyone kind of like went into that like Game of Thrones. It ended like crap. And then like after the second episode, we were like, oh, damn it. We're right back Mm -hmm. into it. And by that Mm -hmm. point, it's just like whatever. I was Uh, into it after the first episode. I was like, oh, that's okay. January 15th. And it is a Sunday. Yeah. So we're going to figure out the details um, about when. But that's definitely something that we've thrown around. Yes, Molly and Jill said that they both would be oh, yeah. as well, as long as it fits with schedules. Yeah. Um, but look out for that. So we'll have more information on if we're able to do that and when, just because this show is obviously Monday. So doing it on Mondays might be tough, but um, we'll, also, we'll definitely figure out a time frame. Also, so. Bella Ramsey is the perfect. Well, I want. Yeah, I wanted to mention the cast real quick. So we obviously have Pedro Pascal as Joel and Bella Ramsey as Ellie, two Game of Thrones uh, alumni. We have Gabriel Luna, uh, Ashley Johnson, Nick Offerman, uh, Storm Marie, Melanie Linsky, 
Uh, and there was one other person I wanted to mention that I saw in the trailer. Jeffrey Pierce as well. Oh, and Graham Greene. Graham Greene. Oh, Murray, well. Murray Bartlett's in it. The guy, the uh, Australian guy from, yeah, the, from White the White Lotus. Yeah. That guy, that guy just, that guy, I, I hope that, that guy dies. He's going to die so horribly. No, um, yeah, he's going to die so horribly. Uh, but yeah, so look out for that. We'll talk about that more here in the next month or so. Planning time and all that type of stuff. But Ooh, Rutina Wesley's in it too. She's true blood. Person. With that said, uh, we're gonna move along and talk about our next topic here, and this is involving one of the greatest working directors that we have today, and that is Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has made some very interesting comments lately regarding Marvel, and we weren't really gonna talk about this until the last few days, where a lot of people from the Marvel sphere have kind of come to the defense of Marvel. Um, and spoken out against the comments that he made. So I want to bring up the video real quick in case anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I clipped together the comments from him that he made on a podcast. Uh, and so here we go. Here's Quentin Tarantino talking about Marvel movies and its movie stars. No, maybe not. I used to collect Marvel comics like crazy. Sure when I was uh, a kid. And so there's an aspect that if these movies were coming out when I was in my 20s, I would totally be fucking happy uh -huh. and totally love them. I mean, they wouldn't be the only movies being made. They yeah. would be those movies amongst other movies. I'm not here to rag I mean, on I, those, yeah, you know. Is, so it's like, you know, I, I don't have any, my only ax to grind against them is they're the only things that seem to be made. Making, yeah. And they're the only things that seem to generate any kind of excitement. Right. Amongst a fan base or just or even like uh, for the studio making them. Mm -hmm. All right. That's that's what they're excited about. True. And, uh, you know, so it's just the fact that. That they are the. They are the entire representation of yeah. this era of movies right now. Right. And there's not really much room for for anything else. Yeah. That's my problem. And they do like billion dollar box offices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But that is that is literally my problem. It's a problem of representation. OK. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, but 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 to go back to your uh, initial question, part of the marvelization of Hollywood is, yeah, no, it, it's the um, you have all these actors who have become famous playing these, these parts, characters, yeah, yeah. but they're not movie stars, right? Captain America is the star, right? Thor is the star. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not the first person to say that. I think that's been said a zillion times. You know, but you know, but it's like you know, it's the these these franchise characters that become become a star. Very very interesting stuff here. Look, um, I hate talking I, directors. I I I love Tarantino. His work speaks for his like his work speaks for his own. Um, it speaks for itself. Excuse me. Uh, I don't think he's made a bad film. In my opinion, I think everything is from at least good to great to perfect. Um, and I understand where he's coming from, where what he's talking about. But I also think that he's wrong in a lot of things that he is saying. Um, more so when it comes to the movie star aspect. I understand the Marvel, uh, the aspect of, you know, the fact that studios, all they want to do is make big budget comic book Type, type movies these days that's what they want to do and unfortunately it's the time that we live in and it and hollywood has kind of moved in you know peace and, and valleys unfortunately over the years and for those people 
for what people? Sorry, finish your thought. Let me, I'll jump in at that. Sorry. Well, no, I'm curious for, for what people? For like people like him? He He's saying, you said, unfortunately, that's what it is. It's not unfortunately for me. It's not unfortunately for the millions upon millions of people that are obsessed and love this. No, no, I no, I get that, but I'm all, but you. So you're telling me that all you want is big budget comic book style movies? No, that's all you care about. But no, absolutely not. Well, that that's what I'm saying though. Like that, that's what he's saying. I think is that it's all that matters these days is they want to make big budget style comic book movies. Well, that's what's bringing in money. And guess what? Money drives everything. Oh, of course. And that's what I was saying about it just being the era of studios doing that. Yeah. So, you know, it's just. No one was complaining about rom-coms when they were like the hot thing of like the late of the 90s. And like everything was rom-coms like late 90s, early 2000s. What about when we had that era of like, I think it was like mid to late. 2000s or whatever where it was just like the stupid funny comedies like it's like there's always like an era of certain things but this one is lasting longer than the usual so it's they're obviously not gonna just be like yeah let's just go to different things now like it's it is what it is. It's what's popular. It's what people want to see. Like, I mean, now, is there a need to push out crapper movies just to push out a comic book movie? No. Did we need Morbius? No. Do we need probably all the other ones that Sony's going to make? No. But they're going to do it anyways because they want to make money. So it's like, yeah, in that sense, I get it. But don't be a salty Sally because that's what's possible or that's what's popular right now. Like, I mean, I, I, yes, not the average person is going to be like, oh, um, Captain America is coming out and uh, I'm going to also go see, I don't know, some other random smaller movie. Like, I get it. What is that noise? Can you hear that? Barely. Well, now that you're not talking, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Driving me nuts. I lost my train of thought. It's just, I am so tired of hearing these esteemed directors are like, I would never touch this because it's so blah, blah, blah. like cool, bro. Like it's not, it doesn't need to be for you. Like. Well, to, uh, to be fair, his comments were not as bad as either Spielberg or Scorsese. No, they're not. That. They're not. And I, I, do, I do think what he said about the actors stuff is extremely I think the actor's part is the is the worst of the bunch yeah. because I do understand where he's coming from with the fact that and it it's unfortunate just because when everyone mentions Marvel, 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 they're not just talking about just Marvel. They're talking about DC, 
They're talking about video game movies. They're talking about Sony's big budget movies. It's just that Marvel's the most popular. So they're the umbrella that everything falls under when this conversation happens. And when he's talking about it, so like I, I understand where he's coming from when it comes to the fact that it's all studios want to make. Because me personally, and I know I'm a very, very tiny bit of the movie community, but I want to see variety. That's what I personally want to see. Like I don't, I don't need to see every every month. I don't need a big budget comic book movie or big budget movie to come out. Like I, I love you know just because we we talked about it recently. But 2014 was a really incredible year for movies because yeah. one month you got Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and the next month you got one of my favorite movies over the past decade, in Nightcrawler, which Brian just watched for the first time. Like we don't movie. see we don't see stuff like that very much now. That was almost 10 years ago, eight years ago, right? Now it's very much like, okay, well, what can make us the most money? What can get us a franchise? You know, how long can we sustain this with this property or that property or this property? Um, I think it also comes down to, I feel like Hollywood in a way has run out of ideas sometimes. And it's like, come up with better stuff. Like, don't don't just continue to regurgitate stuff into new stories. Like, look at Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Like, he took a very classic style of movie, a whodunit, simple, a whodunit movie. And Knives Out is like some of the like people adore the first one. And the hype around the second one is crazy. And all he did was just do a whodunit. But he wrote the hell out of the movie. And, you know, it's not gonna... I mean, you just... I don't know. It's just... I think that I think times have changed a lot. One, COVID really messed up a lot as far as, like, the streaming possibilities, right? You know, movies coming out on on, uh, streaming more. People realizing they can stay home and watch movies. But even before that the dynamic between audiences and theaters were already changing. And it sucks because I'm, I'm a theater snob. Like I would rather watch every single movie I've ever seen in my entire life in a movie theater, but the mass audience, people who like my parents or Gabby, you know, my sisters, they're not going to go to a theater to see every single movie. They might go to one every once in a while if they're really looking forward to it, but they're more than likely going to sit at home and watch it or wait till it comes available on some type of streaming service. And that has resulted in studios looking at things and saying, okay, we can't make this movie because people aren't going to go watch it. What are they going to watch? They're going to watch Dwayne Johnson save the world. Or they're going to watch Ryan Reynolds jump into a, a, a video game world. Like that's what they're that's what audience that's what studios look at and say, like, oh, people are going to watch those movies. They're not going to watch a movie where an actor is a uh, a cameraman for car accidents selling pieces on the news. Like it's unfortunately over the last five years, the dynamic has just changed so much to the point where studios don't want to take chances on, on smaller movies like that, where stories where they're incredible films and they create incredible performances. But, and I know that he's not great in the news right now, but Look at something like Emancipation with Will Smith that's coming out in about a week or two, right? That movie 10 years ago is a theater banger. 
Yeah. But it's releasing on Apple Plus. It made a one-week theater release because times have changed. Same with Glass Onion. A one-week theater release, and then it's being released on Netflix. It's just... it's un- So I get where Tarantino is coming from, but also he... Uh, and I'm sure he does, but you have to look at it from the studio point of view of being like, well, those types of movies aren't going to make us money anymore. We can't do that because people aren't going to watch the theaters or going in the theater. If people start going to the movie theater, those movies will be made. Guaranteed. People just don't go to the theater anymore. Yeah. I just. I think the thing I. But he's wrong about movie stars, by the way. That uh, that's and that's where I was. And he named the two. The two worst possible names, in my opinion. I don't. What were the names? Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. Uh, in I my mean, opinion, Chris Hemsworth is the closest to an old school movie star that we have in the MCU today. I will say, in the aspect, if he wants to use that one, I mean, Chris Hemsworth did build his career pretty much from Thor. Yeah, um, that's okay. Still, but a I star, dare yeah. you to say that. Chadwick Boseman isn't pop, isn't big because of Black Panther. Like, you can kick rocks on that. I think Samuel L. Jackson even came out and was like... Sam Jackson came out today and said something. You can yeah. even look at someone like Scarlett Johansson. She was Black Widow, but she was a movie star before exactly. Black Widow. Exactly. Um, who else is there? Like, I mean... You, <laughs> Josh Brolin, who played Thanos. Josh look Brolin. At, look at Samuel L. Jackson. I mean... Sam Jackson, Jude Law... Uh, like, Brie Larson, Mahershala Ali, who we haven't even seen as Blade yeah. yet. Like, I can, I can, I can name a, a crap ton of people. I mean, Brie Larson won her Oscar before, yeah, going into the MCU. So, like, that comment is a little outlandish. Now, yeah. I will say, yes, there are certain characters that are very popular that people are going to associate that person with iron man iron man was not as huge as he was until i mean he blew up compared when robert he was always a main avenger though brian he He was was, but like i know but he wasn't one of the most popular like people weren't clamoring for iron man stuff like it i mean captain america is pretty synonymous with marvel like i mean it that was that's probably next to spider-man that's probably like for me at least like one of the most recognizable like when i think marvel i think of that like maybe wolverine next to it um that will that risa reefism just mentioned here toby mcguire and hugh jackman weren't headliners prior to spidey and wolvie uh whereas ben affleck and wesley stiped played characters uh daredevil and blade who weren't massively popular. Yeah. So it's just that I I think I understand. I'm I kind of understand where you're wrong on this, Fabian. You're missing one person. I know he's not the greatest person in the on planet Earth, but nobody overtakes Tom Cruise. I'm sorry. Tom I, Cruise is the biggest action star on the planet. No question. Yeah. I just think that there's I I get in a way the sense of what he was saying that yes there are these comic book characters that are they're their own thing like they're just I mean Spider-Man 
Spider-Man can never have a movie and everyone's going to know exactly who Spider-Man is. It almost doesn't matter who you put in that suit. It's it's Spider-Man mm-hmm. like Spider-Man, think- Batman and Superman are the three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those I mean, that's probably safe to say those people are. Those those characters are their own mm-hmm. thing, like those characters can survive outside mm-hmm. of whoever's in that costume. Um, Tom Holland. Yes. At this point right now, that character made him a hundred percent. There's no denying that he was nowhere around before that character. What name the a movie uh, before he jumped in? Spider-Man. I mean, he was in a Oscar nominated movie in the impossible with you and McGregor. So, I mean, <laughs> the movie was nominated, but he probably was. You weren't walking out of that going, Oh, Tom Holland was like, uh... I don't know. But it's just do you like, do you I do you know what movie I'm talking about? No, the Thailand uh tidal wave that destroyed the city, and he was one of the brothers, and uh he performed alongside Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts, and he and they came out saying, Wow, this kid's gonna be great. No. Um <laughs> I, I gotta challenge you to the impossible, Brian. Jesus. I, my list is long enough. Um but it's just like okay, like you said. Outside of probably Batman, Spider-Man, and Superman. Like, yeah. The, I mean, it it doesn't matter who you throw in. They you may not like the actor, but like you're also not getting just schmucks getting thrown into those characters. Like, yeah. look at all well, the you- actors that have played Batman. Well, the like, perfect example is look at Robert Pattinson as Batman. There's a lot of people who do not believe that he could be a good Batman, but that movie made bank at the box office. I Well, I mean, like, look. Because it's Batman. Batman is arguably the one, maybe out of, all, out of everyone, that the actor is typically someone big to play that character. Because Sp- Superman has been... Oh, it's always well-known for Batman, yeah. Yeah, always. so, like, because... Sup- what, what's... I could... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, Superman... Most of the people that get picked up for Superman weren't huge All three before. of the film versions of Superman have been unknowns until they played Superman. Exactly. Not unknowns, but they were just your average yeah, actor. No. Like, Christopher Reeve was pretty much an unknown. Brandon Routh had been around, but he was pretty much an unknown. And then Henry Cavill was not really on the planet when he was cast in Man of Steel. So the forties started doing their Christmas lights things. And so now those beer bikes go by with lits up and it's just drunk college females. (laughs) Christmas lights. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So Superman, then you go to Spider-Man next. Was Tobey Maguire popular before he played toby was pretty much a, an unknown actor he yeah. was around but he wasn't like a big big actor um I, same with andrew, andrew garfield. garfield andrew garfield had just was it just in the social network he got nominated for an oscar uh, or he might have won actually someone please correct me um so he was he was around he had, he was a very well-known act not well-known but he was known and then tom holland like i mentioned i know, I know you don't believe me or no but he he was a standout in that movie, The Impossible. Um, well, yeah. 
And he was, right. and now he was a kid. Like it was three or four years prior to that. So he was, that was a movie well before he even got cast. Um, so out of the three Spider-Man actors, Andrew Garfield was the most known yeah. out of them. All. Okay. So you've now hit two out of your three biggest comic book heroes. Then you get to Batman, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson, Michael Keaton. Like these are George all, Clooney, Val Kilmer. Yeah. These are all names mm-hmm. to Always. play this character. And I would say almost all of them already had established careers before playing Batman. So Michael Keaton might've been the only one I wasn't alive then. So I don't know, but outside of that, everybody else had some type of, of filmography to that point. So, Oh, and Will Arnett is Lego Batman. Yes. Curtis. Thank you. Of course. Of course. So, I mean, it's, you can't, I mean, you can't in his case in that like that wouldn't work like it these you can't say oh i'll call the generalize it all comic book people are only famous because of the character they're playing no not everyone but i know what i i get and andy andy seems andy very against that we're talking about this right now i know he seems he seems very and we're just talking about it because it's an interesting conversation that's all yeah. uh, it's not necessarily news but it's definitely something that's interesting i i i get where he's coming from but i also disagree in the fact that um like maybe when thor was first around you saw thor because it was thor but that's changed now like I, I think you go to see Thor because it's like it's Chris Hemsworth. Like he has established himself as a very, very good actor. Yeah. Um, and I think the same can be said for uh, you know Captain America. Maybe I, I mean Chris Evans is is a very, very good actor. I think you can say that for he wasn't know, some a other... serious actor. Like he was very no, much... he wasn't. But he, pr- I think he proved himself. And um, you know, I, th- I think. Uh, a couple of the other characters as well, not all of them, but a couple of them you can be like, okay, well maybe they started out as, you know, you go because of the movie, but then as time goes on, you're like, Oh, you know what? I like the first one, but I'm going back because I really like Chris Hemsworth or I'm going back because I really like, you know, uh, Robert Denny jr. Or whatever it may be. Um, I get it. I understand from his perspective because he's coming from a perspective that none of us can understand. He's one of the greatest filmmakers in the world. And it will, will go down as one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. But you also have to give a little bit of a break when you're saying things like that. I know he's on a podcast. He's giving an honest opinion. So I understand, but I do think the star aspect of it all was a little too far. Um, I don't think that's fair enough to say when he probably hasn't seen over half of these movies. I mean, maybe he has, I don't know. I mean, he mentioned captain Thor, so maybe he has watched them, but I think if he gave some of these movies a chance, if he hasn't already watched them, if he did watch him, he would be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I want to cast that guy in my movie. Like, I do like that guy a lot. You know? I just wish and like I said, and like or like you said, Sam Jackson came out against him. And Sam Jackson's yeah. in every Tarantino film. Not everyone, but most of them. I just wish some of these directors would say something along the lines of like, hey, it's not my cup of tea, but to each their own. Like, well, he did say that at the start. Did he? No. Oh, well. He... He did say at the start, he said, you know, I'm in my 60s, so now it's different. But if I was in my 20s, I would love this. Mm. Like, because I, I collected comics growing up. So I do. Tell I do, like I, 
Like, and again, I think it's coming from a perspective of him, you know, in the nineties and two thousands making movies that were incredibly story driven with great, great performances that were able to have chances in the theaters. But now his movies release on minimal theater releases because all studios want to do or theaters is play these big giant movies. So I get it. He might be a little sour and I think he's fair to be a little sour because his chances of his movie being seen more in a theater are taken down by all of these gigantic movies. I think that's where he's coming from. And it's fair. It's it's fair. Okay, we spent too much time. How much time money on this. did Once Upon a Time make it? I don't need to check. Check the theater release too while you're at it. How many? Three hundred and seventy-seven point four million. I mean, people are still going to see his movies. <laughs> well, yeah, of course he's established himself. It's it's yeah. it's Quentin Tarantino. Think it's I think it's just funny. Like the ones that talk the most down on it are the ones that are still making the most money on their own. Like if well, it, it's because I think they're the biggest advocates for that style of film. That's why. Well, I don't know. Just move on. It's annoying. I'm getting annoyed. Oh my goodness! Relax. I want to talk about the lesbians. <laughs> uh, all right, let me go ahead and write this timestamp real, real quick, and then we'll move on. So yeah, look, we're gonna move on from uh, Quentin Tarantino, but we would love to hear you guys' thoughts if you have any. No, we would. Haven't already put them in the thoughts. Go ahead and comment if you're watching on the playback, Brian. It's not just about the live people; it's about the playback as well. Um, but let's go and talk about Harley Quinn. So, like, Harley Quinn uh, is one of the most well. Speaking of comic book movies, Harley Quinn is one of the most popular comic book, uh, characters out there today. And Margot Robbie herself came out and said that she really, really wants a lesbian romance with Poison Ivy. Love uh, it. That's where she wants to take the character in the DC universe. We don't know when we're going to be seeing Harley Quinn, or at least her Harley Quinn next, because uh, Lady Gaga will be playing Harley Quinn in Joker Two. Uh, but as far as Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn goes, and we know that James Gunn is now taking over DC. He's going to be setting a path forward for the DCU. And Harley Quinn, I'm sure, will have a good chunk of that because she was in the Suicide Squad for James Gunn. Um, but yeah, she came out and said she was doing an interview uh, with comicbook.com recently. And she mentioned, so they, uh, I think comicbook.com asked her about it or, or referenced it. And she basically said, I've been pushing that for years. I cannot tell you how hard I've been pushing for that. I want to. Um, she really, really wants to have uh, a Harley Quinn Poison Ivy relationship, not just to bring Poison Ivy on screen, but to have them together. And this is obviously a big part, or big, a big thing, just because one, if you pay attention to the Harley Quinn animated show, it's a huge portion of that show. But two, it has a long comic history. Like it's part of comics. It's not just something that can happen or is part of that show. But it's actually a pretty big part in comic history. Um, and they have a very, very good relationship. Uh, I believe they're both Gotham Sirens. I could be wrong. I believe mm -hmm. there's a comic book run or or a name of a team or something that's called Gotham Sirens. And both of them are, are in it. Uh, and I believe Catwoman is the other one. I could be wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this is where Robbie wants to take the character and... I have no doubt we're going to see her very soon just because um, she was in Gunn's Suicide Squad. Gunn is now in charge of DC. She is the most stable. I think she is the most stable of the DC characters at the moment. Outside of maybe Aquaman, who Aquaman, Jason Momoa, hasn't had very many problems. Harley Quinn is is the most stable. Like She's been going the most strong. She's been in a number of movies. 
Uh, Margot Robbie wants to continue playing the character. And so I think it's a great way to take it. I think we even talked about this because they had, they had originally announced um, a Gotham Sirens movie, I think, a long time ago when they announced a Joker and a Harley Quinn movie. And then they were both like shelved because they didn't know what they were doing, clearly. Um, it it just makes sense. Like, this is kind of the next step that you take here. Right? She did her Birds of Prey thing. She mm-hmm. was in another Suicide Squad movie. Maybe give her another movie where it's her and Poison Ivy. You bring Poison Ivy back to the screen. You haven't seen her in a little while. It just makes sense. I want this so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least. Uh, I think this would just kill. Absolutely kill. And I want to see it so bad. The hardest part is what Mike K said. Who do you cast as Poison Well, I have a dream casting. Saoirse Ronan. No. <laughs> I have a dream casting, but I don't know if it'll ever happen. Um, Jessica Chastain. Mm. She's already got the red hair. Uh, she's an incredible actress. I think that she could kill it. And seeing her and Margot Robbie together would be absolutely fantastic. Now, again, that's a dream casting. I don't know if that'll ever happen. She's very popular. Um, she's very busy, uh, but that would be my number one option. Charlie Theron. Charlie's Theron would be good. That would be good. I mean, I don't think that'll ever happen, but that would be. No, I don't either. Ooh, I have one that could actually be very. I would also not mind Dakota Johnson. Yeah, but she's already doing Madame Web, Madame Web, unfortunately. So is uh, Emma Stone. I thought of that one. I was kind of like, me. Okay, how about this? Um, Victoria Pedretti. I don't know who that is. She's the lead of The Haunting of Hill House. She's from you. Ooh, I like her. She's great. Uh, what's her name in you? Isn't, it, isn't her name Love? Right? Uh, yeah. Love from you. She was the daughter in The Haunting of Hill House, and then she was also in Bly Manor. Um. But Victoria Pedretti would be a great choice. Great choice. Oh, Natalie Dormer. Oh, Natalie Dormer. Love Natalie Dormer. Natalie Dormer could be good. Game of Thrones right there. There we are speaking of. There's, There's a lot like there really is a lot of people that you could put as this character. I mean, um, it depends on how old or or. Young, you may want to go. Obviously, you're probably going to want to stay close to what Would you do on your Taylor Joy? Huh? Would you do on Anya Taylor Joy? I think she's. I think she's getting to a point where she's too overused. Yeah, she's like almost in everything. That's how, kind of how I was feeling. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, there really is a lot of options. Like, I don't think there is a bad choice to play to play Poison Ivy. Um, and there's so many act actresses out there that you can put in this role. I'm seeing Natalie Dormer a lot, and a lot of I'm looking up fan casts. Oh my, Natalie Dormer, Emma Stone's popped up a couple times. Oh, how about this? Anya Chalotra, um, who plays Yennefer in The Witcher. <gasps> Blake Lively. Blake Lively would be great. Oh, Blake, Blake Lively would be great. Give yeah. me Blake Lively. Oh, or Anna Kendrick? Yeah. Anna Kendrick? 
Not I want Blake Lively now. Blake Lively would be really good. I mean, my girl Anna de Armas would kill it, obviously. No, nah, and she needs to play Zatanna. Blake Blake Lively would be a really, really good option. Yeah. Blake Lively and Margot Robbie together would be very oh. interesting. Yeah. That is my cup of tea, but that might be if that those two would I ooh mm, no. I don't know. Maybe she could play some. I I've always been obsessed with uh Eve Green, Ava Green too, but I think she could be something else. Karen Gillan wouldn't be horrible either. No, but I, I'm sticking I with like Mike Lively. That's I also me. like I also like Jodie Comer, but I think she's going to end up being Sue Storm. Yeah, I really like Jodie Comer, but I I do think that she'll probably end up being Sue Storm. So. I've seen a lot of Olivia Wilde. I know. I saw that too. If she wasn't a trash human being, then I would say sure. But I, Blake Lively is my choice now. Andy, I love Evergreen. Uh, especially in three, the second 300 movie. I know it's not like the best movie, but she's just great. I think Evergreen might be a little too old. I No, I know. But I'm just saying just in general, I love her. Um, Ooh, Elizabeth Debicki would be good. I do adore her. Elizabeth Debicki would be really good. Alexandra Daddario? She no, could be really her good. I watched her for the first time this weekend. She could be really good as well. Um, these are some good options in here. Well, Brian, so I, I mean, how do you just want a straight up Harley Quinn Poison Ivy movie? Or what, what do you think? Like, how could this story be told? Well, you would like, is it just about them? Are there other characters involved? I almost feel like you kind of go birds of prey route a little bit, but not as kooky wild, you know? Um, I don't, I think, um, it's, it's tough because, um, I mean, I think it would be kind of hilarious for it to be a rom-com. Like not? not not in the like Hallmark sense, but like just like a comic book movie that's essentially a, like a lesbian rom com. But- I don't think there's a problem with that because if you include, you can't include Catwoman because you already have Matt Reeves Catwoman. Like I we honestly, this is what DC needs to stop with the multiple versions of characters going on at once. That's what they need to stop. Well, yeah, it just it gets way too confusing. Um, so as much as I would love to see Margot Robbie, uh, interact with a Zoe Kravitz Catwoman, it's not going to happen. So you would have to bring other characters involved and you can't do King Shark because King Shark's a murderous suicide squad member. I mean, you could do King Shark. I love King. Cause he's a long, he's actually alive with Harley and he knows Harley. So it would make sense. Um, are you talking about trying to do like a live action shit? Like, the well, I'm not talking about live. I'm just, I'm connecting characters that have been in like their past. Like you can obviously do anyone, but I wouldn't be opposed to it being some type of rom-com, but almost at the same time, it's like, okay, well it's a comic book movie. I kind of feel like I just think it would be very birds of prey, right? You have to have some sort of villain. Oh, of course. There's there would definitely have to be a vill- not not just your typical like that's why I meant in the sense of like you have a birds of prey, but like it's essentially 
a rom-com. Like, like it who could be... be a villain for Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy? Like, who are some villains in the show, Brian? Well, it depends on what you want to do. Like, for me, like, spoiler alert, them killing Black Mask at the end of Birds of Prey was shocking to me. Because, like, he's a pretty decent Batman villain. So, like, I don't know what you're... Well, remember, that was a different DC back in the day. That's so. what I'm saying. So James like, Gunn's probably really regretting that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, like, I don't know what... what I mean, he could easily be in Battinson's world. But, like, in that one, I don't know. I assume you would have to go for some... Not, like, lower-level villain, but, like, someone that you can kind of off like like a black mask how he went out oh what what about what if you did um and you wouldn't have to have him in the movie but joker's new girlfriend punchline punchline would be interesting that would be great that would be an all-female movie right that'd be Uh, a great way to bring her in you could you could do hugo strange that's that's the one that i was thinking of yeah, Hugo Strange. Obviously, the Joker would be one, but uh, I don't want anyone him anywhere near. Anyone. No, I don't think he'll show up. But I think Punchline could be a very interesting twist where yeah. she she essentially wants to get revenge on Punchline, and she enlists the help of Poison Ivy, and they fall in love along the way. I think that would be a a great great because it, it can't be someone who's like all powerful, right? Like it can't. No. It, Harley Quinn can't defeat a super a super villain. She can defeat a villain, and and Poison Ivy is incredibly strong, and she's and she is one of the most powerful characters that we'll be able to see. But they're not going to defeat a super villain. They need to fight someone who is capable of being beaten. Essentially, I'm looking through. I'm trying to like go through his rogues. Like, I mean, you could even get away with like. Like someone, when I think of it, I think of someone not this character specifically, because it would be, I don't, I don't want to see like magical elements involved in it, but like Mad Hatter, like someone like that level where it's like Toy Man. Sure, I was thinking of what's is it Toy Man or Toy Master? I don't know. I can't think of. I I'm guess Toy to, Man. I'm trying to think of the guy that with the pig mask. With the what mask? Pig mask. Oh. Um, Blanking. I don't know. I don't know DC. A ton of DC villains very well. Let me look. I'll figure it out in a second. Um, Professor Pig. That was the name of it. He's kind of like. (laughs) No, Brian, we're missing the point here. Make Kite Man the villain. No, I love Kite Man. (laughs) He's legitly like. Isn't he in love with Poison Ivy too? In the show, he is. Yeah. They have to vie for her attention. Yeah, but I don't want it to be so close to the TV show. Um, or the animated show. I like the idea of Punchline. I do. Oh, no. I think I think so far out of all of that. Hugo Str- I think Hugo Strange could be a good one, too. Like Joker going after... Or like... It ends up being like Joker sends Punchline after her. And... You could do a whole mm-hmm. shebang off of mm-hmm. that whole thing. I think it'd be brilliant. I, I mean, honestly, they could fi- they could fight, or they can go up against most 
most I mean they can go up some up against someone like Two Face. They can go up against someone like uh Scarecrow. They could go up against um I mean I I don't know if I would like it, but what if they made Catwoman the villain and they had to fight Catwoman and then there's your Gotham Sirens? Um there, just, there's, a, there's a couple options. But you know I just tried to Calendar Man. I like it, Harrison. I like it. Yeah, I think it would be something I think it would be pretty funny to like have like one of the stupider Batman villains be the villain. Like a racer man. Like something someone like or condiment king. Condiment King. Yeah, like, yeah. I love condiment. King. I like Blake Quick's idea. Just have King Shark do cocaine, and it could be DC versions of Cocaine Bear and Harley and Ivy have to stop him. That's I mean, not a bad idea. That's not. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I've not watched that trailer yet. Oh my god, it's absolutely wild, and I cannot wait for it. Is I it, cannot wait for it. Is it really that nuts? Oh my god, it's that nuts. Um, I, I'm so excited for it. Be like if they didn't kill Victor Zaz, like that would be a good one. Like someone like that. Like I could totally see. Like how about Firefly? Firefly could be good. Yeah, I mean, he could be good in the sense of like maybe he's burning down crap and Poison Ivy's getting pissed. Like, you know, like that you could get along that. Oh my god, you could totally do like a uh like save save nature type of theme, right? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, like or okay, here like the uh, the Batman villain that's like the ventriloquist. Like that's the ventriloquist, like in the comic or the animated show, like it, like that ended up being like the bat. Like I could see you do, it, doing something like that. You don't necessarily need like the craziest mm-hmm. bad guy, but like to like maybe people that grew up watching the TV show or the cartoon show, like you would know immediately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could even see them taking on like I don't know, like. You could even go after like a good guy, like maybe like, well, no, I was going to say people would be pissed if Nightwing's first thing was to come in and get his ass kicked. Uh, I just, I mean, I think you go in the vein of it, of Birds of Prey. I mean, Birds of Prey probably would have been better if it was marketed better. Like that movie was marketed. Well, because it wasn't, it's, it shouldn't have been called Birds of Prey. Well, that it no, wasn't Birds of Prey. Yeah, no one knew like what was going on. So I mean, like, I think that it could be done a lot better. So I mean, the it's there. It's it's the if it's done, yeah. See, Mad Hatter, Denny, I think could be interesting too. Like, just a someone, bunch of I, I think I think a random villain would be really good. A random yeah. villain, I think, will be really good. Someone who's just have- different. We haven't seen that. We'll probably never see in a Batman movie. You know, um, just and I mean, I don't know. Who knows if it's, this is even the route they're going? But you know, a romantic comedy where they have to fight someone um, and take down someone, or you know, they have to fight for each other's love. But either way, I think having Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy together is a great call. I think it's a necessary call. Um, it's something that people have been wanting for a very long time. I think. Ever since you know Margot Robbie started playing this character, she's been around for quite a while now. Uh, what Suicide Squad was in 2016, so we're going on eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been as Harley Quinn. 
uh it's it's definitely the next step for this character you know we've seen the joker stuff and it didn't end up very well she was out on her own she killed it but now what do we do next right she did the birds of prey she played as a team now let's 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 give her a happy ending um let's see what they can do with this character that's a little bit new and fresh i think james gunn has a handle on it for sure so yeah um, i i do very much like the punchline idea yeah i think that i think that could be really fun that could be really fun. i think that could bring i mean that character it it's hard to bring like to make a a new comic book character pop, character popular and she is she's one of, so fr- she's so new too yeah she's very new and she is probably one of the better more like recently created characters that kind of like grew in popularity but like yeah if you threw her on the big screen and did it well like yeah you're selling that character and all the the crap that comes along with it and that's that's marketable and now you have that character become a synonymous character like and that's in your bag for many many years to come selling your comic books selling your tv show selling your movies so i think joker sending her after harley quinn is a pretty cool idea yeah, you just uh, so James Gunn. If you're listening, call us. Yeah, I just, I mean, it sounds perfect. Like they've been broken up for a while. He's pissed off that she is making a name for herself, and is so he sends his new girlfriend after her to off her, and she needs help. Goes and gets poison ivy. They ended up fighting punchline, falling in love. There you go. There's your whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like it works. I dig it. And then again, you have, and then you have a female-led movie again, which uh, you know Margot Robbie's going to love. So mm-hmm. I mean, and then throw in a female director too. So it's like, it's smart. It's very smart. We shall see. Uh, t- only time will tell. I'm sure it's a long ways out, but uh, just some interesting news there on where the Harley Quinn character could be headed very soon. James Gunn is obviously making moves. Uh, he seems very, very busy with the DCU right now, which totally makes sense. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up tonight, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, hanging out for a little while. Uh, all 12 of you who are currently in the chat, we appreciate you all. On a Monday evening here, uh, we hope you guys are having a great day, great night. Um, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Uh, before we get out of here, we'll do some quick plugs. Brian, where can everyone find you online? Uh, Be well as you know on Twitter. Instagram, Hive, um, the POV TikTok. That's fun. Like a grandpa trying to figure out how to work that thing. Uh, and Apocalypse. Tomorrow's going to be a fun show. I'm actually excited, pretty juiced about tomorrow's. Yeah. Uh, Apocalypse movies tomorrow at 7 o'clock Pacific. We're talking all the crazy trailers and footage that came out from Brazilian Comic Con. Uh, Indiana Jones, Transformers, Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll be breaking that all down there. Uh, myself at Qui-Gon Jake with two ends because someone else took it before I did on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, POV is on Twitter and TikTok. Join us there. Uh, clipping out stuff. We're doing some more original stuff on TikTok as well. We got an FMK for Brian up there right now. Uh, and we're going to get more stuff out there just like that. Having a little fun with that app, seeing what we can do with it. Um, 
And then Patreon, everybody. Check out that Patreon. Uh, I sent out the schedule earlier today on when we'll be doing stuff and what they are on. This month's trivia is all about the Santa Claus movies. Um, the Santa Claus movies. So we have the Tim Allen trilogy that is on Disney+. Plus. It just got its own series as well. Um, we're going to be doing trivia on those three movies. And then we have a watch along that's already scheduled. Uh, we have a watch along for um, Love Actually. We're going to be watching Love Actually this month, which Brian has not seen. Uh, super, super. Finally. Um, yeah, check that out. Content schedule is up on Patreon right now. Check that out. Q&A will be coming out very, very soon. Uh, we're going to be recording it here in just a few days. Uh, but yeah, as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us, hanging out. We appreciate the love. Uh, we appreciate you checking out on Patreon as well. We have a hope. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we will catch you guys next time. <laughs>